Welcome to F1 Reviews, a podcast where we rate and review each race in the F1 calendar. I am Doug Austin, along with my partner, Chris Costas. Make sure to also check us out on Instagram, F1 Reviews Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to F1 Reviews. How's it going today, Chris? It's going good, good Doug. How are you? Doing, doing well, doing well. We just watched the uh, um, Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix in Imola. Yeah, San Marino sounds better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just it's, going it's, with it's, that. It's, it's a, it rolls off the tongue a lot easier. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll pick it right up. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start off in qualifying. Uh, um, so not, not very many incidents of, of, of note in, in Q1. You know, all the usual suspects at the bottom. Yeah. Um, uh, George Russell got out of Q1, and actually in Q2, he set the fastest first sector in Q2, in all of Q2. Oh, wow. So that set the stage uh, 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 for something pretty amazing. He actually ended up, I mean, you know, when all was said and done, he ended up getting, uh, um, you know, 13th, his lucky 13 that he, that he seems to be uh, uh, getting lately, <laughs> ahead of uh, uh, Sebastian Vettel. Who he's been out qualifying a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I noticed that in the uh, you know the starting lineup, and uh, it, it's interesting how often Russell and Vettel are kind of paired together. You know, one who seems to be definitely on his way up, another seems to be on his way down. But at this particular point, they're kind of racing each other, which is pretty wild to think of. That you know, a, Fer- a Ferrari and a uh, Williams are actually racing each other, but in this case, for. Uh, middle back of the pack so. right 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 yeah it's 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 almost like you know there you know we talk about how um you know charles leclerc is is out driving the 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 way the ferrari is set up and how uh, uh, uh max verstappen is out driving that red bull and i feel like you know we can start to say the same thing about george russell he's out driving the williams that, he, that he's got underneath them because you know latifi's 19th and i mean yeah it's latifi's first year in formula one you got to give him a break a little bit although he did he did out qualify uh giovanazzi by you know three tenths <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, and that's got to be really. I mean, because Giovinazzi is Italian, and seeing that his right. this is you know third third showing in his home country this year, um, I think to end up in last place, especially in an Italian car, you know the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, um, yeah, it's well. The the funny thing is though is is that both alphas actually were into Q two at one point and they both got pipped for track limits on their second to, uh, uh, or on their on their last uh, qualifying lap and got knocked back down into <laughs> back down into the into the relegation zone. Uh, yeah, that's... yeah. Tra- track limits was kind of the theme of the weekend because uh, uh, there was a couple of spots where uh, track limits was key. The weird thing about it too is is. So normally the way they do the track limits at, at, at certain turns at, at different tracks is it's by going all the way to, to one side of the curb. And it seemed like, you know, I think it was turn nine, you had to stay within the white line. So you couldn't get all four tires over the white line. And not So like even if you were still on the curb, it was it was it, it was still considered track limits. Yeah, which is weird. I think uh, I heard Kimi Raikkonen on the radio complaining that, uh, you know, he he could feel that his tires were still on the rumble strips. So you can definitely feel that through the car and the steering wheel. Yeah. Um, But uh, like you said, if it's the the white line that you can't go over, then obviously, yeah, if all you can feel is the rumble strips, then, you know, you're too far. So. 
Right, right. Yeah, and the, because the weird thing is, is they did it that that way in one turn, but then the other turn, it was it, it was the second uh, um, white stripe because they had the Italian flag on all the curbs. Um, yeah. So it was like the second white stripe on on one turn that they were doing it in, um, and then it was like the, the the white stripe right on the track on on on, on the other one, which is really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know, and I think it's worth mentioning, um, you know. To Formula One's credit, they've gotten a lot more consistent as far as uh, track limits, penalties. Um, you know, before the race, they'll actually show the uh, safety car doing a demonstration of what would be over the line. Uh, mm-hmm. No pun intended, but um, it, I think uh, they still need to take another step and make things a little more uh, uniform, and maybe have uh, you know, a, like. Uh, you know, just paint it like a, a red line or something like, you know, this is the line, um, for right. all these corners, so, just so that there's a bit of consistency and, um, it's easier to remember from track to track because, uh, I think we saw this at the last race, uh, in Portugal as well, where, um, you know, most of the tracks before that you could run, you know, all four wheels off the actual asphalt surface. And as long as you were still on the rumble strips, you were good. Um, yeah, but in this case, as soon as you get over that white line and you're no longer touching the traditional racing surface, um, that's considered out of bounds, which right. is what I thought was going to be the case in the first place. Um, yeah, just my two cents, but yeah, yeah, that, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. They, they, like you said, they are getting uh, definitely better at, at, you know, telling people where the track limits are. So that way. Everybody knows where to, where to stay in there. Uh, uh, Brundle made a comment during qualifying. He said, you know, in, you know, instead of deleting the track, the, the, the time, they should just turn off the ERS for, you know, three seconds or something like that. Every time you cross track limits, <laughs> it should be like an automatic detection. Yeah. Which would, I mean, the, the technology exists. So, I mean, uh, if you look in like tennis, you know, they have the, the little things that will tell you exactly where the ball hit inbounds or out of bounds. So. I don't see yeah. why they couldn't do that in uh, Formula One for you know going outside of track limits. Yeah, I think I think maybe like having a sudden reduction in power that could make things possibly a little unsafe, as it kind of makes it you know the driving a little unpredictable, um, you right. know, especially if you've got another car following really closely. Um, yeah, but yeah. you know, like uh, I, I think even that still demonstrates you know F one's done a good job to start this, but you know, it, it can be taken to the next level and made, uh, a little easier, uh, and more intuitive yeah. for everyone involved. Well, I, I think he meant the recovery system, not the deployment. So like they can still deploy what they have. It just doesn't, it just stops recovering energy for, you oh, know, three seconds oh, okay. or something like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. Uh, and then, uh, do, do we want to go to Q3? Because I, uh, I gotta, there were a couple of nice surprises in Q3, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there was one more thing in, in, in Q2 to mention, too. Uh, um, so Max went out, um, you know, oh, does, does his installation yeah. lap, and then suddenly comes back into the pits, and it turns out he had a spark plug issue. And they, you know, it was funny, they were inter- they because they were, you know, talking to Christian Horner on the pit wall, and they were like, oh, yeah, those normally takes about 15 minutes to change out spark plugs, so uh, we'll see if we, we'll, we'll see if he gets back out there. And they got it done in, like, five minutes. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> right. I mean... Like, uh, you know, once again, like once I, once I heard him come over the radio and say that he's got no power, um, you know, oh man, like this is it. Max is going to go out into Q2 and have to start, uh, you know, 15th. But, uh, 
that 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 Red Bull crew is amazing. And my oh, yeah. first thought that they when they were able to do that, I mean, obviously, I don't think that they changed out like all six spark plugs or however yeah. there, many there are in an F1 engine. But I'm sure you know, like from the telemetry, you can tell which one's not reading right and just swap that one really quick. Um, so it probably yeah. only took a few minutes. But even so, like that Red Bull team. Um, just based on the speeds that they can fix the car, um, how they're able to get the setup right for Max every time, and on top of that, uh, their pit stops are just con- not only the quickest of any team on the grid, but consistently, um, you know, I, I think, uh, especially now with Red Bull losing Honda, and I'm sure Ferrari and Mercedes don't want to supply them with an engine, you know, is... You know, would, would someone be looking to maybe purchase Red Bull, like another manufacturer? Because interesting. Because I mean, they basically demonstrated that they're the best team, and they can you know they can hang with the heavyweights, no problem. They've got oh yeah you know, the uh, at least one driver who will definitely bring it, and the team <laughs> itself consistently, you know, demonstrates just how much better they are than all the other teams. So. You know, I, I don't know if uh, I, I mean I'm sure Porsche tends to listen to our podcast. Um, right. Also, you know, if they're if they're listening, let us uh, you know maybe maybe give Helmut Marco a call. You know, right, right, yeah. But well, uh, I know I know a lot of the rumor is that they're supposed to be uh, uh, buying Hondas. Uh, 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 you know, all their R and D and all like the you know the the. the intellectual property for the engines and they're going to the, the rumors that they're going to rebadge it like the Mugen like the, like in the like in the 90s. Yeah. Um yeah, that, I mean that would be pretty cool. I'm not I mean obviously if they've got the money to do it, um I don't see why they shouldn't. Um mm-hmm. cuz then, you know, it's still the same engines being made by the same machines and the same people um that have been building engines this whole time. It would just be that uh, Honda, Honda Motor Corporation isn't in charge of that particular division anymore, right? Know? And right. it would just fall to another giant company. That um, yeah, because they, they they like being a works team, and, and and that was the one thing that that soured their relationship with uh, um, with Renault is when they when Renault brought their factory team back. It's like oh, we're we're suddenly back to being a customer team again, and. And, and 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 ended up they, they felt like it hurt them, which it, it definitely did. Yeah, I mean, especially that uh at least back then when Red Bull was consistently beating Renault, and on top of that, when they would have engine failures that they would go off, you know, that you'd hear uh Verstappen going off on the on how awful the engines were and stuff and um <laughs> you know. So I could I could see why like even Renault wouldn't want to supply them with engines anymore. Um, right, right. But yeah, I mean, obviously the the team is really there and they're just like Verstappen. They're all punching above their weight and just as good as, uh, you know, any other team out there. In fact, um, you know, by watching, uh, the, uh, Mercedes pit crews, um, I've noticed a few races where they're actually taking longer to pit the Mercedes cars, uh, than Red Bull's taking to service their cars. And right you know, for, for as good as Mercedes is, um, you know, those are seconds being left on the table and, mm-hmm. you know, I, and already, uh, Red Bull is every bit, you know, able to be right there with Mercedes. I think all it really takes is like, if someone wanted to come in and, uh, you know, like from a technical partner standpoint, um, 
you know, I think that that could be the next potentially championship winning team. I yeah, I'm gonna sure. Say, I'm going to say it now. We'll see what happens, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens when the when the regulations change. Uh, um, and, and and see because because all they need is is a is a better chassis uh, um, than what they got because they have they have a great engine. Um, as long as they can they can get that uh, that that Honda deal done where they can you know bring all that development in house and they can get their chassis squared away. Um, come the regulation changes. You know they 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 got the they got the better pit stops like you're saying and and, and that's that seconds that that Mercedes is leaving on the table and that could that could make or break a race. I mean we we, we even actually find out uh, um you know later in the race that that ends up uh, benefiting Max at a certain point. So yeah, um and actually just to skip ahead a little more uh, to Q3, um yeah all four Red Bull drivers and I'm including Alphatari in that because you know it's Toro also but it's you know, they're sister teams, they say. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, all four drivers made it into uh, into Q3. And not only that, but P- uh, Pierre Gasly is closer to Max than, than Albon's been all year. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, as we get into the race, um, I am I might need a box of tissues just because, it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, last year watching Gasly struggle was really difficult. And uh, I, I think that since it was kind of everyone's first go round with a new Red Bull driver there, we all were kind of like, okay, well, he's not got it. So, you know what? This guy sucks. Let's get rid of him, get someone new. Alvin came in, and, you know, re- really by that point, the car had been developed throughout the season to where now mm-hmm. they really understood what they were doing, and someone could just jump into that car and start performing well. And, yeah. uh, you know, and he'd actually gotten really close to having some really good finishes. Take uh, Brazil, for example, um, right, know, where right. he almost got third and he got dumped by Hamilton. So, you know, Albin really was right there. And then, you know, so so it's like it seemed like he would have done that well. But honestly, I think even if you left Gasly in the car, it probably by this point, I think that we would have had uh, a little more consistency from the Red Bull team and, you, you know, Switching the drivers hasn't helped. Um, right. And that's why this year you really want to see Albin doing well to, you know, mm-hmm. to say like, you know, uh, they're, you know, not, not necessarily that Albin's doing well, but that Red Bull can provide a consistent car, you know, for, for right. uh, a driver other than Max Verstappen. So, you know, but we can, we can launch into that once we get into, into the race discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because in, in in all reality, even though uh, Gasly was that close to Verstappen in qualifying, just looking at Albon's time, he was only you know uh, uh, seven hundredths off of Gasly. So that whole you know when when you go from uh, Max down, they're all you know eight tenths from from Max to to Carlos Sainz in tenth. Yeah, but. You know, th- this is Formula One, and everyone is kind of expected to perform at like really close tolerances like that. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and then let's also remember even though, you know, from Gasly back, everyone's really close, from uh, Gasly to Verstappen, that's still, well, you know, almost four tenths. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely a gap from Verstappen to basically what is the rest of the field um yeah for sure you know so you know El- was Albin slow not necessarily not slower than anyone else but 
you know, un- unfortunately, you know, w- when you look at just the results, it doesn't look, you know, uh, as promising. You know, right, it right, right. It, the optics aren't good, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then, uh, then rounding out qualifying, um, Botas and Hamilton. That was a pretty good little oh, battle. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was interesting. I I, I honestly thought uh, um, Lu- uh, uh, Lewis was going to have that qualifying battle in hand, and then you know uh, uh, Valtteri Valtteri just you know put in the lap of his life to get pole. Yeah, um, and I mean it. It did seem like uh, Hamilton was actually, you know, really he he was on the edge. I wouldn't say that he was pushing too hard, but he was right there on the edge, and you could tell there wasn't really much left to give because um, he was kind of touching gravel here and there. He was right on the edge of track limits. Um, yep, you know that's as hard as he could push it, and somehow Botas was able to pull out. Um, you know, basically another tenth on him, just like just yeah. barely under a full tenth, and um, mm-hmm. you know w- where he got that, I don't know, but um, <laughs> it, it was you know good for Botas <laughs> that uh, right, right, you know, cause yeah, because yeah, I mean if, if he's it, gonna, if he's going to try to to salvage anything out of this championship, he needs to start bringing it now, right, and. You know, I, I think uh, regardless of what happens, he's relegated to second. So, I mean, this should just be, you know, go out there and enjoy yourself and drive hard and just do what you know, do what you want to do. Um, right, right. And he can, de- and he can definitely do that. And like, uh, and we saw uh, last week in Portugal, um, it looked like he was just, you know, he was all he was quickest all through practice, and he was really quick through qualifying, but then it came down to the very end of Q3 and, uh, and Hamilton just barely gets him, but this time, you know, he got him back. So, you know, that, that was cool seeing Botas uh, be able to take pole. So then, so then we get into the race. Uh, um, and yeah, so the, the, the race started off kind of interesting. Uh, um, no, no first lap incidents. Uh, uh, uh well, well no, actually, I shouldn't say no first lap incidents. There was a, there was a, there were a few. Uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, there was yeah yeah, uh, um, but there there weren't any in the first corner, which was which was pretty interesting. Uh, right, there, um, there weren't any there weren't any big pileups, but there were um, yeah. like Stroll. Um, I believe he touched his uh, front wing to someone else, and that ended up destroying the wing. So he had to, you know, he had to pit. Um, yeah, I yeah, it was it was uh, Ocon. Oh uh, yeah, uh, he hit Ocon, um, and then yeah. uh, I believe Magnuson uh, got touched by Vettel. And uh, he, um, and he spun, but uh, I think the most interesting thing that happened was right off the start, um, Botas makes a really good getaway, and he's clearly in the lead going into turn one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hamilton tries to keep up with him, but he's got, uh, I believe, Verstappen and Ricardo to watch out for on either yeah. side. So, you know, um he's under fire from both sides and is doing whatever he can to hold him back. But Verstappen gets around him. Yeah. And Cause I think Verstappen went up the inside on him, I believe. Right. Yeah. And for a second, I thought that this was going to like, uh, you know, Botas at Monza, for example, when, uh, yeah. it's like, he just had a horrible first lap, got passed by a couple people. And he was like, obviously very shaken by that. So he's like, you know, is something yeah. wrong with the car? What's going on? Like, I'm not used to seeing this many cars throughout a race. Um, all right, the same price. Right. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but 
Hamilton, you know, in typical fashion, he was able to keep his head in the game um, and just kind of keep pushing. Um, in fact, uh, I think even Gasly, right off the start, he actually had a really good look at uh, possibly getting around Hamilton, which yeah. You know, I think that that and would be I'm, a pretty and I'm big thinking, achievement. That entire time, I'm thinking like, is is this another podium for Gasly? <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's so wild that uh, that Gasly. Like, I think the best move of his career was getting demoted by Red Bull. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's so so far this year. He's uh, you know he, he's gotten a win. Um, he qualified fourth in this race. And uh, mm-hmm. had a real shot at getting around Hamilton, you know. Yeah. For for Gasly, this looks really good. I think. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so, so speak, speaking of the, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, Vettel and uh, uh, Magnussen uh, touching and and Magnussen spinning off. My notes, I have in all capital letters, Vettel didn't spin. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, a Ferrari he usually car comes did off still worse go with around, stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Th- that's kind of a typical thing where, like, you get, you know, I, I assume that these cars are kind of light and agile enough to where they can change direction really easily. But one side yeah. effect of that is that if you get them in the wrong position, they, you know, it's really easy to spin. And it does yeah. seem like in in years past, that's kind of been Vettel. <laughs> that anytime he gets near yeah. someone, he just spins. Yeah, so, so something that I, that I read recently, you know, the, the the reason why Vettel seems like he's spinning a lot more lately in the last you know handful of years is since the the new style of car, so the twenty seventeen and on car, uh, um, without that uh, um, that blown diffuser in the back, uh, um, he has a lot harder time keeping that thing under control because you add the 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 uh, the hybrid engine has a lot more torque, and when you yeah. have a lot less downforce at the back of the car. Uh, um, he's not used to that. He won his championships in a blown diffuser uh, uh, V10. That's a really good point. Um, I hadn't considered that because um, even with the uh, the V10 and V8 era, um, I, I mean, th- and those cars were turbo, but just because mm-hmm. it's turbo doesn't necessarily mean that there's a lot of torque. Um, right. You know, wh- maybe uh, like for you know the slower speed corners, you could afford to give it a little more throttle and it would be a little gentler because you wouldn't get the full uh, boost of the turbo just yet. You know, it would. Right, it was right. only once you got onto the straights. Um, and if that is the case, that having the uh, blown diffuser aerodynamics that help him get a little more uh, drive out of the car, once 2022 rolls around and we have the uh, ground effects cars, would that be significantly helpful for Vettel and his driving right, style? Right, right. Yeah, that that would be interesting. It, it, you know, if, if he ends up winning a championship with, uh, uh, I'm not I'm not saying that he will, but if if he ends up winning a championship with uh, um, Aston Martin, uh, uh, Ferrari's going to be like they're, they're just going to take all of you know all their tools that are in all the mechanics' hands and just kind of throw up up in the, up in the air, and be like, what the? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> right. It's uh... to, to to quote Seb, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting because as we go through this, especially this year with so many variables in play, um, you know, you, you've got things where, like like we talked about with, between Gasly and Albon being put into that Red Bull car and comparing them to how Max performs. You've got uh, Nico Hulkenberg in both of the uh, Racing Point cars and, mm-hmm. you know, and having varying results there. It, you know, it, it's... It's just not as simple as replacing one thing for another and automatically getting results. Um, right. You know, it's uh, there's so much that goes into it that really I don't think that even in a series of podcasts we could even get to the pot, the bottom of it of why that is. But I think it, you know that's I think why we're all watching this because you don't know what's going to happen necessarily. Right. Um, right. And I'm sure there's people like screaming at me right now. Well, of course we do. Hamilton's going to win. Mercedes is going to get the championship. It's been like this every... <laughs> in fact, at, at this race with uh, Botas on pole, Mercedes has gotten every pole this year. Yeah. Every... <laughs> and I, I'm not yeah. sure if they've, if they've locked out the front row every single time, but... And I know they haven't because I know uh, 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 Verstappen's kind of pipped into second place a couple of... At least a couple of times, but yeah. Right, like he'll he'll sneak in there occasionally, um, but yeah, on the surface of it, it's a pretty safe bet to assume that Mercedes is going to dominate every race, and it'll yeah. probably be Hamilton who ends up with the honors. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, like like we said, once you start digging into it and what makes a team work, what makes something not, um, there's a lot that a lot of factors that all weigh on each other. Um, but yeah, getting back to the race. Yeah. So, so we were, we were talking about how, how well Gasly was doing. And then, so apparently they were working on his car on, um, you know, after the, the outlap when they, when they go to the grid, um, and they were scrambling, working on his car and it turns out, you know, lap nine, he pulls in to retire, um, with the, with a coolant leak. So, Uh. so all of that, (laughs) Oh man, I, yeah. I I heard the I happened to hear the radio message you know you know Pierre we're sorry but you need to box I didn't realize that that was the case um, yeah and uh, yeah they, they, yeah late, later on the 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 broadcast they, they they mentioned that they found out it was a uh, coolant leak because um, they were they were getting something on the telemetry that was saying oh you guys need to uh, uh, <laughs> yeah you need to shut it down now <laughs> well I just well I just heard well and you know by that in that case you don't end up destroying the power unit by overheating it right um, but. You know, I I was I might be really enjoying some of Gasly's performances lately. Maybe maybe more than I should, but I was <laughs> so excited that he was in fourth. He's going after Hamilton. You know, he won a race already this year. Gasly's going to be you know the new top thing at uh, Red Bull, and then they're like, oh, you need to box. We're sorry, and like, okay, maybe he didn't expect to pit for new tires this early, but he's going to keep going. No, no, yeah. Crap. So that yeah. was a bummer, um, you know, because like I said, Red Bull qualified really well, but unfortunately throughout the course of the race, things don't go so good. <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah. So then, uh, um, so then everybody starts pitting really, really early for the hard tire. Like it even was actually catching, you know, Brundle and Crofty by surprise a little bit, uh, um, how early everybody was coming in for the hard tires. Uh, um, cause I think stroll was making it work well enough to where they're like, okay, well, let's just all come in for that. Uh, um, cause yeah, Leclerc came in and he actually ended up undercutting Albon and getting in and, and getting past him in the pits, which was, which was kind of an interesting strategy call. 
Yeah. Um, it, it was, uh, I, I guess that since they didn't run any practice on Friday, um, mm-hmm. all the teams didn't really have as much data as they would have liked uh, going into the race as far as tire wear. So yeah, it, uh, it, it turns out that just the surface of the track was just eating up the soft and medium tires and everyone mm-hmm. went to hard tires to try yeah, and make them yeah. last as long as they could. Yeah, except for uh, um, there, there was two cars that, that stayed out on the medium tires. Like, it seemed like forever. They made it, the, uh, who was it? Yeah, Vettel didn't come in until lap 51. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and there and there was somebody there was somebody else that that waited a really really long time to come in uh, before their first pit stop. Um, I think uh, no, yeah, it, yeah, it was uh, per, I think Perez was the other one. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. He came in on lap twenty seven, and 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 then yeah. Oh, that that's when everybody came in for. Um, you know, for the for the safety car. So never mind. Uh, no, but there were there were there were two cars that didn't come in for the longest time. Oh no! It was, yeah, it was. <clears throat> that's what it was. It was. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Latifi, uh, 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 Vettel, and Raikkonen uh, um, <clears throat> stayed out for a really really long time on the mediums to the point where. And, and I saw this. Somebody posted this meme on Reddit a little while ago, and it was. Uh, um, go go home, twenty seventeen. You're drunk because it had um, uh, uh, um, the top five were uh, Lewis, Max, Botas, and then uh, 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 Seb and Kimmy were the top five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so so after this round of pit stops, um, they decide to leave Hamilton out for a while. Even yeah, Botas and Verstappen both pit. And it seems like uh, now. Now this I thought was a little fishy. You tell me what you think of this, but they uh, Mercedes had told Botas that because they're about halfway through the race, I think at this point. But they mentioned yep. to Botas that they think that he had gotten damage on his car on lap two. Um, yeah, Crofty yeah. and Brundle are like, what are they talking about? He didn't go off track at all like did he hit something or you know yeah it's the team who knows they knows better know better than we do but to me it kind of sounded like they were saying botas you've lost this race you you're not going to be attacking hamilton um go ahead you know just keep your pace up and keep vettel behind you or excuse me verstappen behind you yeah yeah which i was kind of you know i was kind of thinking at this point well this race is over, right? Yeah. You know, like Hamilton's going to run away with it. Botas is going to come home second and the Red Bulls not just not going to keep pace with the Mercedes. Um, mm-hmm. one of the best things about watching F1 is when you're wrong about things <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. because, uh, you know, I, I think that what ended up happening is Botas instead of, you know, focusing on going faster and fighting hard and, you know, keeping in it, he kind of got deflated and just kind of, okay, I guess I'm just going to keep on throwing down laps and just keeping, you know, Verstappen will stay behind him. And unfortunately what happens is that when you lose your focus like that, then you start making little mistakes and little mistakes in F1 when you're, like we said before, when we're talking about like tenths or less, that can be a huge deal. And he makes mm-hmm. one mistake, which get, lets Verstappen get right up on him and it's right before a DRS zone and Verstappen is so close to getting around him. And, uh, you know, we almost think it's a foregone conclusion, you know, maybe he will get around him. 
Um, and then he, you know, Botas starts pulling away again, but then he makes a mis- the same exact mistake the next lap. Yeah, yeah. And Verstappen is so close to it coming out of the next corner that, like, I thought they were going to touch, honestly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But he's definitely close enough for DRS to really do its thing, and he slingshots right by Botas and uh, is up into second place, which... And and if he didn't get by Botas, I would have would not have been surprised if if Botas ended up getting a penalty because it was it it very much reminded me of the penalty that uh, Vettel got last year in Canada when he when he uh, uh, kind of came back onto the track right in front of Lewis. Oh yeah, it reminded me, it reminded me a lot of that, and and I was actually surprised that even even though Max ended up getting by him anyway, I'm surprised that that they didn't end up docking docking uh, um, uh, Botas five seconds for that. I mean, I would personally argue that it seems like a little different circumstance. Um, you know, one being a uh, a chicane, the other being a corner that Botas just drifted too far out to the outside, and yeah. they had a little bit of space that we're. Verstappen could have given him a little more room going into the next corner, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, j- just to you know, to get into the mental state of wherever Botas is at that point, yeah, to make those two mistakes in a row like that, either either he was under a lot of pressure from Verstappen, or you know, the team telling him to kind of you know that you may have damage, and you know, see uh, sowing those seeds of doubt in his mind. You know, I don't think yeah. that, that helped him drive any better. Um, well, the other thing is, though, too. So after the race, uh, um, they did show that there was actually Bota- uh, uh, damage on Botas's car. And they even showed actually where, where he picked up the damage. So it right. was when Stroll's front wing got knocked off. Um, they because they took him a while to get that away from the edge of the track, and there was a little bit of debris on the track that got sucked up into the floor and did a and, and did a did a number on the floor. There was actually a piece of debris that was stuck in the floor that they attempted to get out during his pit stop, but the, it would have taken way too long, so they left it in there. Um, see, see, I think that that would be interesting though. If uh, if Botas was complaining about it being an issue then it's probably a good idea to confirm his suspicions so that he's not wondering about what's going on and, you know, he can yeah. focus on the race. But if you're telling your driver, like, hey, you have damage, you know, and just, like I said, sowing seeds of doubt, um, yeah, it it doesn't seem to, like, uh, unless you're Hamilton, who just seems to have, like, you know, unending confidence and drive and focus, it, it does right, seem like right. some some of the other, like, mortal drivers on the grid can have those <laughs> kind of like that range of emotions of not, you know, not being sure what's going on and um, that can lead to mistakes like we saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but again, as far as Verstappen um, that this time, you know, it, it's, I think it's one thing to be able to keep pace with Mercedes and maybe put in a, a, a similar qualifying lap or, uh, you know, uh, through, through pit stop strategy that you're running about the same pace and you'll eventually overtake, you know, through pitting. Um, but this was just pure track, just a pure track battle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Verstappen was definitely quicker than, uh, one of the Mercedes. And I think that Mm -hmm. if I was Mercedes, (laughs) I'd feel pretty uh, worried about that. Yeah, usually Mercedes is just so far ahead that it shouldn't be a problem. But you know, this it, they're actually having to put down a quick enough pace to stay ahead of Red Bull. 
Yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, and, and, the, and the thing is, Lewis stayed pretty far ahead, and 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 it was it was at the point where you know we were wondering when Lewis was going to come in, and because because at the last race they were you know uh, uh, Botas did what he did in in uh, the Tuscan Grand Prix where he asked for a different strategy than Lewis. And they told him, no, you know the rules. Come on. We're, we got you guys in the same strategy. So the fact that they extended, uh, um, they extended uh, Lewis's first stint uh, um, you know, seemed like, okay, well, they're, 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 they're going to give Botas preferential treatment because he's leading, right? I mean, they, they just want, the, they, they want to bring home the one-two. And then, and then uh, um, Ocon's car has a clutch issue, and they bring out the VSC, and that's when Lewis pops into the pits. Because because at at, uh, um, at Imola the pit delta is a lot longer because there's a lot longer pit exit uh, um, where the speed limit is really low at at Imola so it's most tracks it's a tw- you know twenty to twenty three second pit delta and at Imola it was more like a thirty second pit delta wow. so the fact that that virtual safety car came out when it did really played into Lewis's hands and it brought him out a good you know probably six or seven seconds ahead of Botas. Yeah. And this, uh, again, I saw that happen and it was, it was just so perfect for Hamilton because I I think he was just on his way up, you know, coming up to the front straight when the VSC came out and it couldn't have worked any better for him that he was able to get, get his tires and get back, get back going again. And really by the time that he left the pit lane, VSC was over. It was really it seemed right. really short, and uh, it, it's like he lost no time pitting. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you want to talk about good luck. I mean, that is just, I think, the best case of luck this entire race. Um, yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. I, and I think by that point, I think I said, okay, now the race is over. Nothing exciting <laughs> can possibly happen after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> go, going into no, it, it was in Tamborello. It was the next chicane after Tamborello. Uh, um, Max applies the brakes, and his right rear tire just decides that it's just done for the day. <laughs> you know, I don't even think he got to the braking zone for that. It seemed like his tire just it, it was done. There's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it he just yeah, had a was, puncture, it, and it just pitched him into the gravel, and that was it. Yeah. And, so uh, so so that happens, and then and and the way he ends up is like right at the edge of the track, to the point where somebody taking a reasonable line through that chicane probably could have clipped him. So they bring the safety car out. Now at this point, when you look at the at at, at the order of everybody, you notice that you know right right before that happens, I'm noticing oh. You know, George Russell is in 10th. All he needs, and, and I, I even told my wife this a couple, couple of laps before uh, Max's uh, uh, crash. I go, oh, come on, Kvyat, tor- just torpedo something to get so, so that way <laughs> Russell can get his points. Uh, uh, um, and then so, so, so Max go, goes off, and I'm thinking, oh, man, Russell's got this. He's got his points. And I'm, I'm, I'm super geeked about it. And then as they're keeping their, their tires warm, you know, we're talking about, you know, the instability and the, you know, the, the, the amount of torque that these cars have with the, with the hybrids. And he just biffs it into the wall. Uh, it was probably yeah. Marcus Erickson's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mar- the, the ghost of Erickson, um, especially this being, you know, a, a Grand Prix over Halloween weekend. Um, there was probably right. some kind of intervention from Marcus Erickson, you know, the ghost of Marcus Erickson, <laughs> uh, the dark mini, who knows. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it almost looked like, uh, I don't know if you ever do like any online sim racing, but like when you start having connection issues or like someone you're racing mm-hmm. against, they have a really slow internet and their car just like pitches sideways for no reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, but then like two, you know, a second later, they're back on track where you expect them to be. But yeah, this, it looked like a glitch in the matrix happened and he just, it just went, you know, yeah, just trying to, trying to keep the tires warm a little too aggressively and uh right i don't know but it, yeah I, this is I, exactly what grosjean did at, at uh at baku and and what's funny is i saw I, I saw a tweet about it and someone goes you know uh, uh, grosjean hits the wall during a safety car ha 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 what an idiot <laughs> george russell hits the wall during a safety car <laughs> no yeah right <laughs> we all feel bad for george russell but grosjean yeah. eh. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I don't think he has any points. Uh, or no, he he got points this year so far. He's got right? points this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Yeah. He got points a couple of races ago, I think. We. I mean, we we just want to see Russell get some points because we know, you know, how good of a driver he is and the history that he has. Um, you know, he's no slouch, and he. You know, I, I think that uh, you know all of his friends from the same kind of generation of drivers. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Leclerc went to Ferrari, Albon and Verstappen, you know, went to, uh, and Gasly went to Red Bull and then he's like, okay, I, I guess I'll go to Williams. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Which, it won't be know, so you know, bad. <laughs> e- e- even a handful of years ago, that still would have been a good promotion, but yeah. Uh, um, ne- the, the last couple of years, Williams has been, been kind of a backmarker. They haven't been the, uh, they haven't been living up to the, uh, the to the namesake. Yeah, I mean, lately they haven't been as comically awful <laughs> as they have as they have been in the past. Um, yeah, I, I mean, last year when they 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 weren't even able to make it to testing because the car, w- yeah. you know, w- like that was just a nightmare for them. And um, they're making progress this year, and I, and I, and, I, and I think that you know having having a driver like George Russell who is very very positive uh, um, was a, was a was a stark contrast to who they had before because you know, and I mean. Uh, 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 it, Stroll was was complaining about that car. You know, I mean, his first season he was fine. His second season with Williams, he was just complaining all the time, like 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 what Grosjean's been doing this year with the Haas, just just uh, just always complaining on the radio of how un- undrivable it was. Uh, um, Sorotkin yeah. was was trying to be positive about it, but you, you could tell that he was really just kind of putting on a happy face. Uh, um, and then, you know, last year with, with, you know, Russell was, 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 you know, pushing that team pretty good. Uh, um, they, they celebrated a lot when, when, when Kubica got his, his points at, I think he got two points, right? At, uh, um, Germany, uh, uh, Germany. Yeah. During that crazy, that crazy (laughs) race. Uh, um, but then, but yeah, R- Russell has been, you know, really, really overwhelmingly positive for the team. And I think he's a lot of the reason why they've been able to, you know, hold their heads high this year. And they've been turning, they've been turning it around. Like they've been not last place, but, but like making it, you know, Russell's been making it into Q2, uh, uh pretty consistently. Right. Um, yeah, I think George Russell is a big part of that success that Williams has been finding lately. Um, obviously, I mean, Latifi, he's able to, to get a lot out of the car as well and has a couple decent showings, but I think, you know, far and away, George Russell is their star driver at this point. And, yeah, yeah. you know, when it, it, it just really sucks, uh, seeing him have, uh, an issue like that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, something self-inflicted too, when he's in the points, yeah. but, uh, 
you know, there's still a few more races to go this year. Um, I don't see his career ending anytime soon. Um, I think that they actually just re-signed him for uh, next year. Uh, so well, they they did earlier in the year, but there was a lot of doubt because when Perez came up on the open market, the Perez camp was talking about how they were talking to to Williams because they would love to have you know Williams would love to have another pay driver uh, um, and somebody with a lot of experience like you know and a lot of skill like Perez has you know um, yeah. would would do a lot for the team too and you know it started to, all of a sudden putting a whole bunch of you know pressure on Russell oh wait are you keeping your drive for next year even though you're, I, mean, I know you're under contract but are you actually going to be driving next year uh, um and then so the the I can't remember the new team principal's name at Williams but he came out and was like I apologize I wasn't clear George Russell is driving for us next year <laughs> I mean, so it's I, not that they had it's not that they had to sign him but they had yeah. to like reassure everybody no 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 Russell is keeping his seat next year I think that we've seen a lot of that before um especially in like the Red Bull camp um you know and, and uh with uh Lawrence Stroll uh, at racing point, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like contracts don't really mean that much, you know, um, right. That right. it's like, well, you know, like we'll do this for sure, but there's a way around it if we need yeah, to, you yeah. know, like nothing's set for sure, but it does seem like, you know, Williams is one of the older teams on the grid and they're, I, I think that they're used to doing things and like, it. no, we're doing it by the book. We're going to do it right. Even if we're slower, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, I, I think that may, maybe there was a bit of speculation that was uh, got a little out of control before it should have. Um, yeah. But uh, but actually, getting back to your point, and I think that this is especially important considering uh, the potential Perez move to Williams, which, as we clarified, is not happening. Um, right. But uh, you know, you, you mentioned how George Russell, uh, we we think of him as a nice guy. Um, I would say the same actually for uh, like Lando Norris, Alex Albon, uh, Charles Leclerc, a a lot of these newer drivers, um, you know, they're not blaming the car. They're not yelling and swearing at other drivers. They're not getting obsessed, upset and like having hissy fits about things. And if, you know, if anything, like even when uh, at Portugal, when, you know, Norris uh, was, uh, I forget who it even was. Stroll. It was Stroll. Yeah, it was Stroll. You know, where he was yelling and swearing at Stroll on the radio to his team, and then you know, before like after the race, before he even got back to the pits, you know, he was telling the team like, you know, guys, I really lost my cool. I'm, you know, I I apologize. I'm gonna go, you know, say I'm sorry to him. And I think that that's like such a a really classy move uh, for a guy like that to to do that. And it's it's just cool that these drivers have a a certain amount of. you know, humility and are willing to, you know, not be, uh, like prima donnas basically. Um, yeah. Then, yeah. You, you know, cause there's a lot of other drivers that have kind of used that way of, um, asserting themselves, um, <laughs> thinking that that's going to advance their career. And I think I personally would suggest, uh, in the case of, uh, like a guy like Fernando Alonso, who has this kind of toxic personality that seems that every time he moves to a new team, even if that team is moderately successful before he gets there, and he is a great driver that can do a lot with it, it's like, uh, you know, that kind of unpleasantness in the team, and no one wants to work with the driver, and, you know, think it's, it's not fun to be at work, basically, because mm-hmm. of right. someone's attitude about this. Um, 
that uh, it, it just it doesn't tend to go well. You know, and then you look at guys. We've also said like guys like Hamilton, who are um, e- even if he is very assertive and driven, and he's you know constantly going for it and very focused. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't have like these hissy fits with other drivers uh, necessarily. Right, right. You know, and this might just be me and maybe wishful thinking, but you know, maybe uh, being polite. Being understanding, you know, having empathy for people around you and trying to, you know, still do your best, but other, uh, but realize that it comes down on you and that you have to rise above everyone else to actually do that, you know? Um, yeah. And that, that's, you know, I think that that is especially why we see a guy like George Russell who spins and ruins a chance at, po- chance at points and everyone feels bad for him. No, I was just going to say, yeah, most definitely. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Russell is he? He's he's definitely a future star. He needs to, and and, and I really honestly hope that he sticks with Will. You know, they, they they talked about how he's you know he's he's a Mercedes driver. He's a Mercedes Academy driver, and if he were to get punted, let's say you know he got punted out of the Williams seat for Perez, like everybody thought was going to happen, um, he would end up as the reserve driver at Mercedes, and you know potentially take over for Botas uh, um, or Lewis if he decides to, to retire at some point. So yeah, and 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 he and he and he's an up and, up and coming star. All that being said, I really hope if and when Williams has their resurgence, that Russell is a part of that because that would just be that would be just such a beautiful thing to watch is is just, is to watch Williams rise with their rising star. You know, right and. I think Williams is definitely on an upswing, and I think a big part of that, like we said, is because of Russell. And I think to swap mm-hmm. out Russell for maybe a more experienced driver, but a driver that is less easy to work with, let's say. Um, yeah. I think that would work really well for maybe the first couple races that you just have someone in the car who knows how to get things done. But going forward with the team, it would I think that would be like kind of like a one step forward, three steps back, and they'd be yeah, right back yeah. to where they were. And I, at this point, I just don't think Williams can afford that. And in this case, it might be better just stick it out with Russell. This was just a case of bad luck, and ultimately, he, he's a guy who I think can grow with this with the team as opposed to mm-hmm. try and you know swap him out for someone else. So yeah, yeah. So so so. That extends the safety car a little bit. Uh, um, so the safety car ends up coming out, or uh, yeah, coming out until about lap fifty-seven, um, and then um, Albon. You know, speaking of drivers uh, uh, digging their own, you know, digging their own grave, uh. um, Albon tries to get around Perez and biffs it. Spinalia. <laughs> well, actually, it was uh, I believe per- Perez had a really good pass on Albon. Yeah. The, and this, oh, yeah. this, when we get back to the optics on things, this is what I mean. Like Perez makes this amazing lunge. Like I had to watch a few replays of it because it's just so good. Um, it, if you have an opportunity, go Google it right now. Um, Perez yeah. does this <laughs> great pass on Albin, Um and uh, it, it almost just kind of looks like he surprised Albin, and you know, and and it's like Albin just lost all sense of confidence and just, you know, and the car went with it and he just, uh, he, he spun it on his own, it, you know, mm-hmm. 
Perez just left him in the dust and uh <laughs> right. Albin just you know had nothing. Um Signs was really close to hitting him as he was spinning, but somehow he got away with that unscathed. Um but yeah, so you know, first there was uh Gasly who retired, then Verstappen who uh he had a, a puncture, and then Albin goes from you know not only gets passed, but is like so startled by it that he spins immediately. And uh, he was mm-hmm. actually the last driver to finish the race in 15th. And and that put Nicholas Latifi up at 11th. So I'm not, now I'm all of a sudden like, oh, Latifi's going to get his points before <laughs> Russell does. I'm like, oh no, this is going to look so bad. Uh, uh, right. Uh, but no, he ends up staying in 11th. But he is only, you know, maybe a second behind Giovinazzi for, for 10th. Right. And considering you know, how the, uh, the Alfa Romeo's, uh, qualified to see them both in points paying positions, Raikkonen and Giovinazzi in ninth and 10th. Um, that yeah. was amazing, you know? And, and like we said, their home track, um, you know, so not obviously not great qualifying, but points are in the race. So yeah, um, yeah. That was, for, that was for really both good. drivers. Yeah. 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 So what's really funny, you mentioned, you know, Raikkonen uh, uh, getting in the points too. And I, so I do remember uh, 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 Martin Brundle's Fleet Manager Award for, for Kimmy. So this was on lap 45 when he was still on his first set of uh, uh, medium tires. <laughs> so so he, Brundle gives him the Fleet Manager Award for keeping on the first set of mediums for, for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was on lap 40. That was on lap 45. He still went even farther than that. I think he didn't come in until like, you know, right before the safety car. Yeah, because I also saw he was uh, he was driver of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, oh, and then we have to mention uh, uh, Kevin Magnuson. Um, so I don't know what what the deal was with uh, uh, with with him specifically. Like if, if his you know head restraint wasn't wasn't locked in all the way, but he was complaining <laughs> about headaches from all the upshifts. Yeah, um, the way it was like slamming his head around, and you know they ended up. He, he was willing to keep going, but and they, they actually told him, no, 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 come in. Your health is way more important. Yeah, and good on Haas for doing that, just because. Um, you know, obviously there, there's some extreme forces that go into these cars and, um, you know, you know, even just cornering, I mean, like three to five G's is pretty routine actually. I mean, you, you will black yeah. out at not much over that, um, for sustained right. periods of time, you know, like the, these are just things that, uh, you know, what, what a formula one car can handle, you know, not because, oh, well the rules won't let us go fast enough, but because like the human body can't handle some of this. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I know at least from uh, my years of engineering uh, with uh, you know a, a major trucking company, um, they were actually developing a dual clutch gearbox to use in uh, like you know heavy semi trucks and stuff. And yeah, there it, it takes so much fine tuning to you know for the engagement of each gear uh, so that it's smooth and feels intuitive and still happens quick enough when the driver requests that gear. So right. th- there's a lot of finesse that it takes to get these gearboxes set up just right. And I'm sure that they, uh, you know, F1 being F1, um, are constantly tinkering with it and trying to get things right. And in this case, mm-hmm. maybe he even had like a small failure where it wasn't able to engage smoothly or it just yeah. wasn't set up right from the factory, you know, something up with the gearbox, but, um, you know, it, 
there's, uh, and I don't know if anyone out there drives a uh, Ford Focus or Ford Fiesta. I know that there were a lot of issues with that dual clutch transmission, mm. um, you know, where it would quote slam into gears and it would feel like, you know, the car is jerking back and forth every time it shifts. Oh yeah, so, I've, I no, I felt that in in, in uh, uh, you know driving with friends that had uh, manual transmission cars when they just didn't really get it right. Right, <laughs> it yeah. just kind of launches you around the inside of the car. <laughs> right, with, with a manual for sure, um, you can feel that. But even with uh, some of the automated dual clutches, if that programming isn't right, it can be really violent shifting yeah. from gear to gear. So, um, you know, good on Has for retiring him just for his own health because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you if you end up getting laid up just because uh, you know you were in some kind of horrible wreck, and you say, "Oh man, you know, uh, Imola twenty twenty got into this big wreck and flipped over twenty times and ended up bouncing off the wall and all this," and you know, yeah, at least it's a decent story. If you were just like, "Oh well, my transmission shifts too hard." what (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you know that would be a horrible way you know and obviously you know because i don't want him to get a concussion or you know any kind of head injuries from it but yeah um, that's got to be pretty severe if that's the case so so yeah after the safety car there's a there's a couple of good battles um actually jumps up into uh uh, to fourth place around uh uh, leclerc uh, um and then leclerc and and perez are having a nice little battle and then uh uh, ricardo has to hold off uh uh, danny caveat for his second podium of the year yeah let's uh let's look at again um i I wanted to follow the red bulls through this whole race just because like like i said gasly has has an issue goes out. Verstappen has an issue goes out. Albon just you know getting getting his confidence destroyed by Perez. But right. then who's out there cleaning up? Kvyat. Yeah. And and he's chasing down Ricardo uh for uh you know for for uh third for a podium. Right, right. You know, I mean I I feel like uh Kvyat definitely kind of made a name for himself once he joined Red Bull, and it was probably too early for him at the time. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, it's basically been, you know, it's like goes without saying, you know, like they're not going to put him back in Red Bull. It'd be too embarrassing for the team to promote him to Red Bull. And same thing with Gasly. And that's why Red Bull yeah. finds him in the situation that they're in. But when, when all these other guys are having issues, who's out there cleaning up? You know, yeah. Usually, usually one of the Alphataris is right up is right up there. You know, sniffing a podium or you know on the top step of the podium. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something weird between Red Bull and Alphatari, and um, I mean for sure they're they're both based in two different countries, mm-hmm. but it's like they really need to come together and figure out you know what the, cause the left hand can't tell what the right hand's doing in this case. And right. Right. You know, like, uh, obviously Red Bull they're they are able to bring it to Mercedes purely on pace. They have mm-hmm. everything there they need. Um, but then, uh, how come the, uh, Alpha Tauri drivers are the ones who are just, you know, looking so good and aggressive throughout the races, um, yeah. and end up finishing really well. Usually. Yeah, that's it's they have. Here's the thing. I think they do have the driver talent. Uh, um, I what I what I think it is. So they they told when they when they demoted Gasly last year. 
Um, I remember specifically Christian Horner saying that there is a path for Gasly to get back into the Red Bull. I think he's walking in that path. I think he deserves another another shot at the Red Bull. Maybe not next year, but maybe maybe in the somewhat near future. Uh, but I think out of the three, you know, out of the three drivers in question, I think Kvyat is is the one that's that's more ready for um, for a, a a second chance in the Red Bull because, especially this year, he's been showing a lot of maturity in the car, and he's been not living up to the torpedo nickname. Yeah, which is a good thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, he might not be as aggressive as 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 he, as he used to be, but he's definitely smart. He's picking his spots, and you know that that move that he that he pulled on Leclerc that was a really good move, and that was that was something that you know the the the, the torpedo of a couple of years ago he would have just punted Leclerc right off, and th- you know that would have been another safety car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and and again, not only you know that Leclerc is Ferrari's main guy mm-hmm. and that's the best ferrari is going to show up to do um you know kvyat is the b driver of the b team no offense yeah. but you know he hasn't he hasn't yeah. won a race and he's driving the toro ross or the excuse me the alpha tari um right and yet you know he still brought it home to fourth and he was going after ricardo who is yeah you know the a driver on you know the renault factory team so I know I know we're drawing a lot of conclusions from one race and one particular yeah. set of results, but I mean, if you were to say, because I think I think it's pretty safe to say that Albon is not going to be in that seat next year, um, right? It just, you know, with, with his comment at Nurburgring about you know all oh, these guys are racing me so hard, and then seeing Perez yeah. pass him, and then he just he spins right after, you know, it just. It does not look good yeah. for Albin. Um, but if you were to promote either Gasly or Kvyat, you know, for next year to that Red Bull seat, assuming that those are your only options, you know, wh- wh- who would you choose? <sighs> yeah, that's that's hard. Uh, um, and and especially the fact that with, you know, with Honda's last year being next year, they they want to have Yuki Sonoda in that other. Um, uh, uh, AlphaTauri seat, that's going to be even more awkward because one of them is going to have to go. It's not going to be, a, it's not just going to be yeah. a who gets the Red Bull seat next year, but it's going to be which of these drivers is not even going to be an F1 next year. That's, that's rough, uh, especially when you put it that way. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's, it's, a, if it's like a for sure thing, I don't really see why Honda would, you know, oh, hey, sorry guys, we're, we're leaving you without an engine supplier, but, definitely run our driver we want him to drive yeah yeah you know that's not really a way to bargain so i'm not sure Mm -hmm. that that would happen but if it did then that basically means that alvin would probably go back to alfatari to be you know the quote-unquote experienced driver and i think the thing is is they they've already convert they've already confirmed uh gasly for next year oh yeah that's right because i I was gonna say like it would have to be gasly because i mean he's won a race Mm -hmm. he's gotten a podium like you know, he's the better, you know, you would have to give it to him. Right. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know. Red Bull have dug themselves into some kind of mess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you well, know, the, the fact that, that Hulkenberg is, is linked to the other, uh, Red Bull seat right now. That's, that's, that's what the big scuttlebutt is. And yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be a whole mess. Um, and, and we're going to be sitting here with our popcorn watching it unfold. <laughs> <laughs> right. What, you know, remind me, um, what podcast was that where I was going on about how like Red Bull has the perfect team and that any manufacturer would be lucky to get 
them as a as a, a partner. You know, they've right. got everything they need to do well. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah. They, they 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 have they have the crew, they have the mechanics, they have the they have the know how. They just need to you know get their 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 uh, driver ducks in a row. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, and I'll apologize. This you know being Halloween weekend, I did happen to. Uh, I, I let's let's say I had a lot of candy this weekend, <laughs> and uh, I may be not thinking as straight as I should for this podcast, but that's um, that happens. It happens. No, no, but no, but you no, you're very right though. Like you know, as far as the team, you know, they're 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 by far and away one of the best teams there is, not named Mercedes. Um, but they just they, they they have a driver issue where they have you know they have a guy like Max Verstappen, and you know there was a video I watched. Like, I think it was over this past winter. They said the 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 biggest problem um, that Red Bull has is the fact that they have Max Verstappen, and no other driver is going to be able to measure up. They're not going to. It's basically going to be Max, and then you know some schlub in in the other seat. <laughs> and and I think that what what you're saying there is that. Because you said they have a driver problem, but to me, what yeah. it sounds like is they have a management problem, or, or uh, you know, because they know how to treat Max. Because Max is like it, it's almost kind of like if you're if you're like a parent and you have a son or daughter that you love dearly, and that's that's yours, and everything about your life has been changed so that you can do what you can to give them the absolute best shot in the future. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, you have to have another child, and you got to pick, okay, do I go with this one or that one? Or like, I don't even, you know. And it, it right. just seems like they can never put the right driver, because they're all good drivers. Albin is extremely yeah. successful in all the other... Uh, uh, series he's been in, Gasly race win. I mean, boom, right there. That 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 means something. Um, and even beat Hamilton at uh, uh, Interlagos. You know, drag racing him to the oh, line. Oh yeah, which was so cool. Um, and, oh yeah, uh, yeah. And Kvyat, who obviously he's if he wasn't a good driver, they wouldn't have kept him around this long. You know. Yeah. Um, so you know, they they wouldn't have brought him back. Yeah. They've got good drivers, and there's plenty of other good drivers out there it's just like management needs to figure out that you know you can't just snap your fingers and expect them to like work like dancing monkeys it seems like right um, right they you know something's got to yeah, be done other than max's first win you know, other than max's first win it took him a little while to really get into the swing of things you know same thing with uh with uh, sebastian vettel when he when he when he came up to red bull it took him a couple of years before he became a four-time world champion right right and and it, and it kind of seems like uh you know alpha tari since even though they call it the sister team but really it's the b team it's you know, like yeah. the step down. That's why he got demoted from Red Bull. He didn't get, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a sideways promotion. It was a demotion. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, right, right. And and it's almost like, you know, you saw that level of success that they had with uh, Vettel and Verstappen. So anyone who's in that seat is like at the same time under a huge amount of pressure to measure up to that. Um, and at the same time, it's like they're not given any support because, well, you're the other driver. That's not Max Verstappen. And, right, you know, right, right. you put anyone in that situation and they're going to they're gonna have a hard time. And then as soon as you go back to AlphaTauri, it's like, you know, pressure's off, whatever. I'll just do my thing and drive fast like I always have. And sure enough, results come. 
So yeah, I think it's seriously a management issue that, you know, if they can get past that and, you know, get a, a, a consistent driver in the car. Um, and to your point, I think that that's where Hulkenberg could come in because he's, he's not as aggressive as Max. I think anyone, you know, if, if say you have Kvyat and Max in equal cars, they're going to fight each other instead of anyone else. Yeah. Um, you get Hulkenberg <laughs> right. in there. He's plenty quick enough on his own. Um, mm-hmm. but if they say let Max do, you know, he, he'll still get his podium. <laughs> right, right. You know, so yeah, and, th- and that'll be interesting. That you know, if they do bring Hulkenberg in next year, um, that'll be the true test of you know, is it is it the car or is it the fact that you know, you know, Gasly just wasn't that good or or um, Albon wasn't that good. Right, because uh, yeah, I mean Hulkenberg's dr- driven for a bunch of teams, but you know, yeah. We'll see how he does being the other driver at Red Bull. Right, we'll right. So on the podium in this race, we have Lewis Hamilton on the top. Of course. As, kind of as expected. expected. Valtteri Bottas in the second spot. Yeah, it makes sense. As That's expected. Yeah. And then the third spot, Daniel Ricciardo for the second what? time in three races. Yeah. Again? And this time he actually, but here's the crazy thing. This time he remembered to do the shoey. <laughs> yes. And he got Lou, he got Lewis to do the shoey. Oh, nice. I, actually, yeah. I saw so the that, funny yeah. thing is they, 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 they ask it. They, so they ask Lewis how it tasted after the race. He goes, so I don't like champagne and that just tasted like toe jam, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't taste goes, like champagne. Awful. So. Right. Yeah. So I saw I saw Ricardo take his shoe off and pour the champagne. I'm like, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. And then when I saw him stop and put the shoe down, I'm like, wait, what's he doing? What's he doing? He takes his other shoe off. I'm like, what is going on? And then Lewis takes it, and I'm like, are you are you are you serious? Lewis is doing this. So then, like, (laughs) there's interviews that happen after the race. Like, I like to go on the the, you know the Formula One live on YouTube to to watch some of the interviews. And they had Daniel on. He goes, yeah, no, you know, when he was with uh, Red Bull, he mentioned, you know, he he tried to egg Lewis on to do a shoey one time uh, when he was on the podium uh, back in the Red Bull days. And Lewis is like, I'm never doing it. I'm never doing it. And he promised Lewis, he goes, one day I'm going to get you to do it. One day I'm going to get you to do it. And this was that day. <laughs> so, so that was, that was, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> right. And I, I don't know if, uh, Ricardo had another deal with, now was it, uh, a tattoo for every time he's on the podium or just that first podium? You know, I think it was just the first one, but I really hope it was for every time he gets on the podium because I and, and I hope he podiums at the end of uh, you know at, at every race for the rest of the year. So that way, you know, <laughs> at, at this point, Cyril's gonna have like sleeves. <laughs> I mean, like, like I said, I, I think Kvyat is throwing down some really impressive results, but if it gets Cyril beatable, just completely inked up by the end of the season, yeah, I want Ricardo. You know, on the podium every race, um, which which then begs the question: Did did Ricardo pull the trigger on leaving Renault too fast? You know, I think uh, I would personally say that this goes back down to that level of pressure, perceived pressure by the driver. That it's like, mm-hmm. you know, what if this isn't working, then we're just going to go with something else. And you know, right. at, at that point, mentally, I feel like you kind of just write off the rest of the season. You go, you know what? I'm just going to go out there, have fun, do what I can, because whether I do good or not, I still have my future decided. And, yeah, you know, I, I think he'll be better off at McLaren anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with uh, with uh, uh, his first year with Renault, that was plagued with reliability issues, and Cyril made the comments. You know, after uh, uh, Ricardo had signed with uh, McLaren, before the season even got underway, uh, uh, is like I, you know, I feel really bad that that you know Daniel couldn't trust us to put a good car under him because the, <laughs> the car this year is significantly improved over last year's car too. Because even you know, uh, uh, after being out for a year, Ocon is getting really, really good results in it too. So it's not just that. I don't think it's as much that da- you know the pressure is off of Daniel and he's just doing well, you know, because he's relaxed. I think it's it's a legitimately better car this year than it was last year. Yeah, um, I, I can definitely say Renault has taken a lot of steps, and it's a much quicker car this year than it has been in the past. Um, yeah. But, again, I think for any kind of mechanical failures for a constructor, it doesn't look good. <laughs> and Ocon in yeah, this race yeah. had you know had a failure. So, yeah. you know, he might be on the podium today, and, you know, in two weeks he'll be DNFing. Who knows? And yeah. I, I think yeah. uh, overall... Um, McLaren is also kind, you know, kind of on their upward swing. They've been kind of plateauing lately, it seems. But yeah, both drivers finish in the points, so there's that. right, right, and they do yeah, on a yeah, pretty yeah, consistent basis yeah. too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. McLaren's got their stuff together. They're 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 definitely you know trending upwards, like you said, and um, you know with with having Mercedes in their in 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 uh, uh, in the back of their car next year. Well, I'll be interested to see how how much of a leap that's going to be for them. Yeah, I think that's going to be pretty good if they're, um, you know, well, let's see if they can uh, pull together some cars like they did in the uh, was it the late nineties. Um, some yeah. of those Adrian Newey cars because those were just like unbeatable. So right, right. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening because uh, that could be a real force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah, yeah. But as far as this race, if you were to give this. Uh, a rating, you know, what, what would you put this one as? So this one's kind of hard to, 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 to rate because, you know, we, we have a slightly different podium than normal. We had a little bit of, we had a little bit of on track action, but not, you know, the, this track was a really hard track for overtaking because it's got a lot of those sweeping, uh, um, high speed quarters and, and, and just, I don't know, just not, not, not as much, not as much overtaking as I remember it being. Um, I remember this being a more exciting track back when they, you know, raced there in the the nineties and the early two thousands when I, you know, when I was watching back then and, and, you know, it didn't have a lot of, a lot of overtaking and a lot of battles because the cars couldn't follow each other very closely. That being said, there was still a lot of action. Um, you know, the, the, the long pit straight changed a lot of the strategies and things like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't super, you know, for, for, for the lack of overtaking, it wasn't as unexciting as you would expect. Um, so with this, I'll, I'll give it a good, I'll get a, give it a 3.5. Now, Doug, I got to come clean with you and, uh, admit something. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I discovered something on the F1 TV app that's called uh, yeah. race in like, you know, the race in 30, which yeah. effectively cuts out like a good amount of the race and just shows <laughs> like a very extended highlights reel. And right, uh, right. that is what I saw for this race. So, <laughs> you know, f- forgive me for that. Um, I was a little pressed for time this weekend. Like I said, a lot of candy at Halloween yeah. and things happen. Right. So, right. Um, uh, in the, 
so I, I watched the the 30-minute highlight reel, which to me, I, I think it still covered everything that was important to see about the race. It cut out a lot yeah. of the fluff. And, uh, and as a result, to me, especially seeing everything that went on throughout the race and, like, some of the big upsets, like, you know, seeing Verstappen go off, uh, seeing Gasly have to retire, um, you know, and then uh, some, like, just, you know, wheel-to-wheel racing, like, with Botas and Verstappen going at it, um, you know, Perez mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. a move around Albin, like, you know, you got to see all that action for a sustained, like, 30 minutes of racing. And, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I feel like it may have, and it may be artificial, but it, it, for me, it raised the excitement level of the race overall. So Mm -hmm. even though we didn't see anything, you know, I mean, really, we, we, we saw everything about that we expected to, but also some really good battles and upsets and everything. So I would push this to a four. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, for any of the listeners who think, um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm planning on watching full races, you know, every opportunity I get. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because there's still a lot of uh, things that you uh, end up missing as far as, uh, you know, like the podium celebrations. I had to go back and watch the sh- the uh, double shoey, um, you know, afterwards. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then there's a lot of like, you know, the Brundle and Croftyisms that, <laughs> you know, just tickled me to no end. <laughs> right. So, um I'll I'll apologize for not watching the full race, um, but you still get a really good sense, I think, of everything that's important to take away from it. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. Other than that, any uh, last minute thoughts? Uh oh. Uh, one other one other thing, I guess. Uh, uh, Botas is is getting into uh, Movember because uh, he's definitely got a uh, uh, Nigel Mansell esque mustache oh, that he's that he's been growing out, which is um, actually look good. I you know my my wife didn't like it. I thought I thought it looked good on him. <laughs> Certainly not as good as bearded Botas, but uh, um, it's, it, it 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 looked it was becoming. You know, I actually have to look this up right now because, like I said, this is something <laughs> this is something that uh, doesn't show up on the thirty minute highlight reel. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's giving me bottle mustache. I want Botas mustache. Um, wow. Yeah, it was. It was right after when they when they pulled in a park for a man. They were taking their helmets off, and we're like, "Oh, oh, when did this happen? <laughs> was there a caterpillar in the car with him that just crawled onto his upper lip when he took his helmet off? What was going on here?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're allowed to do what they want, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and have have we heard? Yes, yeah, it's, it's not like Vettel's front wing that he had off his front uh, off of his face last year. <laughs> yeah, it didn't quite work. Um, and then there yeah. was. Uh, did we ever hear on anything? Speaking of Cyril Beatable's tattoo, has he actually gotten it yet? Because I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't think he's gotten it yet, but I do remember seeing something about Ricardo saying that um, he's been working with an artist. So um, it's it's still in process. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I hope he really thinks, you know, takes his time, thinks of something really good because it's going to be there for a while. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Good. I remember him saying it's going to be something that's that's going to be uh, uniquely Dan, uh, um, uh, but then also uh, um, German flavored because of you know he the fact that he got it in Germany. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that 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 does it for uh, um, another episode of F1 Reviews. So we will be back in a couple weeks. 
uh, uh, talking about a race at yet another track that F1 hasn't been to in quite a while, uh, Turkey. That's going to be really cool. Um, that actually, yeah. that, that, they took that off the t- calendar before I really started watching F1 on a consistent basis. So that'll be my first time yeah. at that track too, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's this there's this crazy like uh, um I think this is the track that's got the triple apex turn uh, that I remember seeing so much about. I, I've just heard it's a really good track. Yeah, so we'll see we'll see you all in a couple of weeks uh uh for the Turkish Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs>